johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back with another week of Sports Insider Radio. We got Big Mike from Day Trade Sports on. We got David from Vegas Ringers on. We got me from this John Syndicate on. We are ready to roll for not one, not two. I should have said not two, not three, not four, not five. Week one of the NFL season. And you know what NFL stands for, Mike and Dave? Do you guys know what it stands for? Not for losers. Not for losers, only winners. How's everybody doing today? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm ready. I don't know if Dave is on with us or we're starting solo, but he'll pop in. Dave, if you're on, pop in when you're there so we know. If you're not on, we'll just keep rolling and getting the ball rolling. Let Mike, let me ask you something. Um, does it really matter if Lamar... And we'll get into the point spreads. We're going to break down. We're going to have three winners in this segment, a little different transition as we normally do. Does it really matter that Lamar hasn't signed a contract? From what I'm reading, the worst-case scenario, he said he's going to stop negotiations on Saturday. If he can't get a contract, they'll pay him $45 million. The guy's really only looking for $50 million, which is a million more than Deshaun. Cleveland's got that guaranteed income. I mean, does it really matter? It's all about uh, – I, I read an article. I very rarely read the paper. Somebody dropped off uh, the Baltimore Sun at the, at the house this morning, and I read the article where they were breaking it down, basically saying that the Ravens would have to be stupid to give him a contract greater than three years because if he loses his ability to run, his game will go down in big-time fashion. Um, Interesting. It's yeah, it's Dave. Welcome to the show. Um, Thanks. I think it's a, a yeah. Uh, I think it's a very interesting point, and, and I'm going to say this from a non-biased standpoint. I've talked to other people that are associates of mine that I trust their judgment. Still friends, not not. It's in a sense professionals that are that work for the NFL. Nothing like that. Just guys that have a really good input on the subject and have no relation to being a Ravens fan. He's gambling on himself. He's doing what Joe Flacco did in the playoffs without getting a contract and then played out of his mind in the playoffs and won the Super Bowl and gambled and won. It's funny that we say that because sometimes these guys do gamble on themselves based on the the opportunity at hand because 
The guy doesn't have an agent. His agent is his mom. So it's a very unique situation. You just rarely see that nowadays where they represent themselves. And in this case, he said he's not going to hold out, which I loved. I think that shows a lot more character than somebody sitting out. And we've seen how that goes. I mean, NFL players, unless you're top five in the league, they'll allow you just to sit. They don't care. I mean, they, they, it's just different than any other sport where it's so many players that are capable of filling in that minute spot that they'll just make you sit. So a lot of these guys that hold out really don't get their money nowadays. They, they really have to cave. So I'm glad that he went through training camp. There was no bad blood. And, and from what I'm seeing, you know, the guy literally has the best opportunity to recreate the 2019 year where he was the MVP all over again. They literally catered the entire offense around him. They got a second tight end. They got rid of a wide receiver that couldn't catch the ball. And it's going to be a, a much better offensive line. And, I mean, from if anybody remembers, last year the Ravens were decimated with injuries before we even played the first game in preseason. We lost both of our running backs in preseason last year, as well as our number one corner. So – to go into the year, he's got a lot of hope, and and I like it. I think it's going to make him play better. I think he's got the tools around him to succeed. He's got the right coaching. You know, look what we talked about at the Ravens. Why are they the team that won 23 straight um, preseason games? There, there's no methodology behind it. You're, you're not really, you know, most Sharps don't attack preseason. I mean, Dave, we know there's a couple groups out there that I won't mention exactly who they are on air, but they hammer away on preseason. They're market edge betting all of preseason. So, again, we're not, we're not looking yeah. at it from a, you know, this is not entertainment. What we do here, and we'll get into the specifics, John, with Dave in a minute, what we do here is strictly math. That's it. Nobody's sitting here telling you that, you know, it's funny. So, and I wanted to get into this a little bit. So, I, did you have you watched uh, the Tom Donahue special on Netflix? By the way, Dave, you had a chance no, to watch that. Some, I'm meaning, I'm meaning to watch it. Not yet. It's so yeah, good. You got to watch it. And I watched it recently, and it was all about the books. The clients had information about which team was going to win because the NBA catered to a certain degree toward calling a certain type of foul. It's the old school philosophy where in the 80s, I guess it was a little bit more relevant where it could be, you know, there could be some sort of chink in the armor where you could break through and that's something real. And I feel like people have believed in some sort of inside information since the 80s for whatever reason, from a client standpoint, and believe that's relevant. And it's complete nonsense. It's never going to be real. The only way you can beat the books consistently is to have the best number and play a lot of volume. And, you know, with Dave, like, now that the season started, Dave, what do you think is the most important time of the day for you to read the screens. Is it the morning? Is it the afternoon? Is it nighttime? Is it Tuesdays? Is it Wednesday? Kind of give us 
a little bit of a layout, like Monday through Friday, what your schedule is like now that the season's here? Probably like noon to four, my time. So your time, so Pacific time, eleven to three, and then later in the week, obviously. So like Wednesday to well Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, not as much more NFL because the limits are still pretty high on Monday in NFL, but in college they're peanuts. Um, at most places. So yeah, Wednesday to Sunday. And then, and then for college, mostly Friday. You know, because cause by then everybody's kind of played their hand, and you can see what's going on pretty clear. And then Saturday, now, I mean, all day, just sitting there, all day, right? So that's what I was going to ask next. So all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Um, what do you think separates some of you? the moves? Some of the moves on Saturday are really shaky, though. You're wondering, is this? What is this right here? Is this? Is what, this what does that mean exactly? Public. What does that mean? Shane? Yeah, is this the public? public? You know, yeah. When you see a game ten, eleven, going back and forth all week, and you're going, "Wow, some some big money likes to lay in the ten. Some are taking the eleven, and then and then with no new information, you, you see like eight or thirteen on Saturday. Just and you're going, "What? What the heck? This is so weird." You know, so you see things like that, but or and, and then and then probably the NFL lines are most efficient Friday night, in my in my opinion, because because when the weekend comes, I mean, then now they are taking you know mass dollars by the public, and some of those moves are definitely shaky right around post in NFL. So, so yeah, that's kind of how. Yeah, I so let me actually let me let go me ahead. just go ahead, John. in here for a second. How does the – you just said Friday is like kind of the, the night for NFL. How does that affect these um, these contests where you have to – correct me if I'm wrong. Don't they have to be in by yeah. Wednesday? No, it's – well, no, it's the, – the, the, the ones on the apps are literally right at post, and then the ones – Oh, I meant like the super in, contest and stuff like that. In Vegas. No, that no, that one's like Saturday in, in, in the daytime. Oh, okay. But okay, so it changed. That's, okay. But that's pretty – that's pretty efficient by Saturday daytime. That's 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 kind of the same as Friday night. But I really think if mm-hmm. you just take all these lines Friday night in both sports and then fade any big move from Friday night to whenever the games start, I think that's a good base strategy. I mean obviously shop around because because some right. of these some of these moves we saw last week too didn't make much sense. Like they just randomly moved. Right, right at post, and it just couldn't have been sharp money, in my opinion. So you know, you can always auto fade some of those. I try not to use that term too much, but um, especially in NFL last year, too, you saw tons of just, you know, like the same example. You pick them to one all week, and then it's three on Sunday morning, and you're going what? <laughs> so in those spots, well, so you let's really want to look to so let's. Let's talk about some of these early games. Um, Mike, and then I'll let Dave talk about what do you think about this early line move? Mike, you'll be attending the game. I see the opener on the Ravens way back was four and a half. It's now on the number of seven. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my son is his own independent Raven line maker. He made them a 14-point favorite. He's pretty sharp when it comes to the Ravens. (laughs) Uh, 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 
I won't, do, but he, he, he's done with NBA. I've excommunicated him from NBA. He was giving me like, he was like, Oh, in a hundred. And he went on that bad run. First he had me believing Dave. He was on this great run. Cause my son is autistic as my people know. And he's like rain man with the numbers. And I was, Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll take all the help I can get. And he was making his own line on every NBA game. He was like 80%. And then he went like 20%. And he, I said, I think there's just too many games to go over in NBA on a daily basis versus 16, 17, 18 on a weekend. But um, in all right. seriousness, you know, uh, Mike and Dave, you know, again, how do you uh, – I know what you do, Dave, because I understand the strategies of, of betting at post, um, especially if you can get seven and a half. But I'm just saying, like, if you loved him at four and a half, do you still love him at seven? And I walk into that game, even though you're going to the game, Mike, very suspect where – if there's contract negotiation issues like we just talked about and, you know, maybe the Ravens are going into this game thinking that they just, you know, it's a, it's a lay me down game. And as far as I'm concerned, this week is very interesting because most of these games where you would perceive them to be lay me down games, they're an NFL team traveling on the road to their, the better teams happen to all have the road schedule in week one. So I'll just let you guys run with that for a minute. Yeah. And then we're going to hop on to some other Ooh. NFL games. Well, 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 I'm looking right here while you while you said all that. It was four and a half in May, so that's right. not really. I mean, it did technically open four and a half. Right, you're right. You're correct. I think I I think his Ravens rundown. I didn't hear the whole thing because I got on a little bit late. I think in May they were wondering who's even going to play. You know, so I I get it, but yeah, that one's hard to take. <laughs> Even well, no, I think it's. I, I think it's. It's not really the. You Ravens. mean that's hard it's to take? The the do- that, you mean you're saying it's hard to take the yeah. dog, Dave? That's hard to take. Oh the wow! Yeah, I mean, you're you're well, thinking too. You're you're not excited to take the Jets there. Nobody is. Well, also, you, know, you got to remember the reason. The, the reason the line moved is not because of who and who was not playing for the Ravens per se, but it was the fact that the starting quarterback for the Jets is out. So now they have a backup right. quarterback. Okay. That's why the line moved. Um, I don't think that Joe Flacco is a two-and-a-half-point difference. Yeah, exactly. one-and-a-half. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's a two-and-a-half-point difference. I think, if anything, he is a game manager, and I, I think their performance is going to be just as good. And as, like, literally, if if you were to tell me right now, and I'm going to the game and I'm a diehard Ravens fan, I st- I personally, if I see seven and a half anywhere, I'm snapping all over it. I'm taking the I, Jets I all day gonna, and seven I, and a half. I, I think because it's week one and it's the Jets, and I think you're going to see eight there. I'll just make, I'll make that prediction right now. But, like, I yeah, yeah, it's Joe Flacco. I'm trying not to – you remember him and that Hey, man, he did, win a, yeah. he did win the Ravens the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a good, that was a good run. Who did they beat again in the in the AFC Championship? I remember we had a lot Denver of Denver Broncos. Fault. Yeah, okay. That was yeah, the Hail Mary, the mile mile high miracle. Right. No, but what the Hail Mary. Say, whenever, whenever you have a bad team like that, there's always this perception that okay, the starter to the backup doesn't really matter because they're bad anyway. Which it does matter, but yeah, I don't, I don't think. Like you said, I don't think it's that big right here. Well, I don't know. I'm not – I can't tell you exactly how good each guy is, but it probably doesn't really matter here um, with, that, with him being the backup and I, as much as another team. And that's why I don't really put emphasis on individualized games 
I've learned from you, Dave, specifically that if we're just playing the numbers and we're just getting value, I don't mind if the game loses. I just want to have the best price. I don't care about the game losing. I used to care. Years ago, before my methodology changed, I was more obsessed about individual games and having successful weeks. It was like I was a gambler. This is where, I mean, I grew up. I was a gambler. That's what I did. And now it's like the perception has changed completely over the last few years. And I've, I've learned to just follow the math. And if I'm getting the right price and I'm, if I'm, the due process is good and I, I do what you basically trained me to do, I mean, think about it. How many times have I sat into your mentorship calls and, and I listen to guys that are basically going to replicate your style of trading of edge betting and finding EV all day. These guys aren't stupid. They're already very educated people that want to learn a different yeah. craft and a new language. Yeah. And it's, it's productive. It's and I've sat in all those. <laughs> so it's amazing. I get Some it. Some of those guys are amazing. Some of those guys, you wonder how do they find all the, how do they find the foundation out on their own? Cause 99% of the people you, you're going, you know, they don't even know what's going on at all. And then you have the select few where they're, they're so far ahead of your average person, and, you, and you're just going, how does this person know all this in a non-legalized state? And then when they go, oh, I figured it out on my own, it's like, wow, okay. Remember the one but guy this, said Reddit. He found a, a chain. That. I don't believe I don't that. Believe That's that. what he said. He goes, oh, I was just well, reading I mean, I Reddit. Believe, and, I think yeah. he did it on his own more. He's just saying that. But, he, no, I think I was going to say, too, it, it looks like from seven to eight in that game, it's worth 19 cents. So if it is, you know, since we have just seen a flat seven and a couple of places that are really sharp went to six and a half uh, during the week, then I think based on all of that, I, I do have to just play eight at post. I mean, even if I don't want to, I mean, based on all of that, the fact that a couple of sharp respected betters actually took the seven you yeah i think you have to play eight with that being worth 19 cents in my opinion but yeah it's painful but somehow it'll find its way on seven probably six or seven probably that back door that back door cover <laughs> some miracle <laughs> who knows That's well mike mike will pick, though. <laughs> mike will actually be at the game so he's i could see him scringing he wants a blowout, I guess, just because he wants to go there with his Ravens attire on in full throttle model. Um, and we'll talk about traveling the games in a second. I wanted to just cover a couple of plays. And we're going to do this reverse. We, I sent out our notes before the show. But I want to do something a little different. The top five teams in order of odds to win the Super Bowl. Bills, number one. Tampa Bay, number two. Kansas City, number three. Um, um, Rams, number four. And Green Bay, number five, the top five teams. The hot now is funny, just so you guys know. I didn't realize this. I should have known, but you guys know I don't know about players. I don't know about any of this. I happened to read that article this morning. I did not realize that Aaron Rodgers was the was – uh, yeah, I didn't realize that Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure Mike already knew this, and you probably even knew this was the highest-paid quarterback. Um, the, the, and he, they're number five. The highest-paid quarterback, they're number five. Um, but it's funny, Mike, At the the last line of the Baltimore Sun article was – Nothing is guaranteed in life unless you play football in Cleveland. So 
before we talk about these five top five teams, I just want to segue to that. How do you think this changed? Is this a going to be a wise guy team where they're going to the Sean's out for eleven games due to the due to the suspension? He he has guaranteed money. It doesn't matter. Do you think that Cleveland just collapses, or do you think they're going to overinflate them, make them huge underdogs, and it's going to be one of those Clevelands of the past where I know you hate the word, um, Dave, that the betting syndicates are going to be auto betting Cleveland at post. No, no, they 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 are because that that line. I was watching that line randomly when I'd sit here. That line just kept moving on that on the suspension info. It wasn't really actual betters. It was more just moving on the info. And now the sharp money's all over Cleveland in that game. You know, you can, it's moved. It's just moved. I assume it moves like, yeah, 15 cents, which is which is a decent move on, on Tuesday and Wednesday in NFL. So the, the sharp money's all over Cleveland there. It, that's I got a Cleveland or pass spot at two or one or, one or two. One of uh, just yeah. to bring this up because we're talking about them. One of the groups that we uh, we work with, Dave, that you know very well about, that is very efficient. They have the Cleveland Browns on the money line plus fifteen. Wow, one fifteen. Isn't that fun? And, and John plus one fifteen. Yeah. On the Who money is line. that? You have that bet basically, or are you just saying you? Have no, it? no, no. It's 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 there it was the auto bet. It's our guys that we yeah, deal with. Yeah, I mean, I that. was hoping that went to—I was hoping that went to three, but that was ambitious. But you never know; it yeah, still they, could. It, they locked it in. Bad. They locked it in yesterday. Uh, yesterday evening. Yeah, it's a, it's a sharp spot. I mean, that's, my that's my question easy. is, and then we'll we'll move on to a couple of these other teams. My question is: Is this going to be for the first eleven weeks where? Pretty much every week, if you're looking at it in the future, a hypothesis that these betting syndicates are going to just be pounding Cleveland because they're going to feel like they're yeah. getting more value on them. Okay, that's what I, that was well, the answer well, to my question. Okay. Well, well, depending on how these games go, I mean. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Brissett, exactly. Jacoby Brissett. So if he comes in, he's lighting it up. I mean, it could be by week four, okay, let's fade them. That This has gotten kind of, they're overachieving, but. Yeah, you, you, it's, if they just kind of like barely cover, barely win, yeah, it'll probably be a, a spot where the sharp guys are all over Cleveland for a few games. I mean, you would think, but yeah, nothing's for sure until you until you see. But yeah, if they win this first game, forty-five to three, and people go, wait a minute, these guys are pretty good. It could stop after game one, but definitely game one, it's Cleveland. Everybody's all over Cleveland. Everybody wants Pittsburgh. Yeah, these these are the two plays that I hear everybody talk about. Everybody wants and seven, you know, with Steelers. And so I'm, now, I'm with you on that one, Dave. Ahead. I'm with you on that one just because my perception of the Browns is if they break, if they play 500 ball until Watson comes back, they they know that they have a shot at the playoffs and that they're going to be competitive. If they go out the gate 0-3, 0-4, then, yeah, like Dave said, you got to wait the first four weeks. The first quarter of the season is probably important to see what type of team we're seeing. If they pack it in and they're just not winning games, they might not even bring him back, and they might at that point not care because their season is wrapped up. So it's one of those things where it's week to week. And it's also the reverse. I mean, we see them winning games. They might not see them back, and they might at that point not care. Sorry, guys. 
Um, so just getting some feedback there. And um, so with, with, with Cleveland as well, um, I just lost my train. I thought I was hearing, hearing myself, Dave. Yeah. Um, narcissist. What I, what I think is going to happen if, if they have a huge week one and it's a big blowout and Cleveland wins the game, as we all know, we haven't got to this part in the season yet, but there's going to be an over-exaggeration, over-inflation of the number, which in fact will give us a better edge like it always does. Because, I mean, the, the late Brian, that was uh, the, the main focal point of this show, who was this show, um, is, is staring down from the heavens and, and laughing at us and going, ah! Over exaggeration, over inflation. Everybody's gonna, you know. Last week doesn't matter. You know, that was his throughout thing. That the was last his, game. You know, That's what he always used to say. Throughout the last game. So you know, now that the new football season approaches, I fit, you know, it was it was fitting for uh, for for that to be said. So I'm I'm excited well, let, for the well, season, guys. If you can't hear, well, let, let's talk about that. For instance, it's it's Wednesday. We're doing this live, 9 a.m. in Las Vegas, uh, and. Uh, Let's talk about that. So we have the first, the top five teams, Bills, number one in the odds to win the Super Bowl versus what I did is I made my own rankings based on the odds. So one against four. Bills travel from the East Coast to the West Coast. Originally, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, a one-point underdog, now a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So for me, I go back to the Rams at post if you can get three. Yeah, I'm interested yeah. in the quick. Okay. Yeah. No, oh no, or just a two and a half, or probably just the money line. I think your amateur better is is going to take the bills there, and yeah, every, all the sharp people are waiting for a better Rams price. That's 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 another standard spot to me. Nothing Got it. Number there. two, yeah. the, the number two team to win the Super Bowl in terms of rankings early week one, pre week one, Tampa Bay. Dallas. So again, I think all the again is this a spot for Dallas at post? You got you know standard. everybody and their mother standard, yeah, right? Standard. Even though standard, yeah. he has the distinction of being one of the very few, I think he's covered more games. Like basically the yeah. way Brady, it's kind of weird. So forget about the team he plays on, New England or Tampa Bay. It, so far in history, he wins, he covers. He doesn't win. He doesn't cover. So, what's the current line right now? I'm not looking at the screen, Dave, on that two and a half. game. Two and a half and so, so, the question is: Do they really win by three, or do they lose that? Right? Like, you could probably get a good money line spot on Dallas, right? Oh, standard at post, yeah. And then my friend, who I have a friend, he releases like one play every three weeks. It feels like his top play is the under in that game. Okay. So, yeah, standard. Dallas and under spot. All right. Uh, so we're, we're on the, we're on the I mean, same sheet so far. You're, All right. You're obvious, so, I mean, you're obviously hoping for like 52 and, and a three. You know, you're just, you're just right. hoping the masses take Tampa and the over, which, so it's hard to, so it's hard to take either one of those early because that's a Sunday night game and the handle is going to be through the roof. So whenever it's like that and, and you want the dog and the under, in the long run, you, you want to wait. More unless market indicators tell you don't, but you want to wait till post whenever you're you're going contrarian and it's in its own time slot, or it's the Jets. 
<laughs> as you would call it, as you would call it, it's an island game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus the parlay liability, the parlay liability could cause that to to go to to, or there could be random threes because of the parlay liability or the etc. There's just many reasons why you want to wait to bet those games. And let's go to the next one. Number three spot under Tampa Bay, Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes playing Arizona. So, again, you're talking Arizona is way down there at the bottom. Like, odds are like 15 to 1, something crazy. Um, So, what do you say about that game? Again, public is going to be on, I believe, Kansas City. Just why wouldn't they? And you're going to get value. What's the number you have right there on the screen? It's 6 and 54, but. Um, can we get a seven? Can we get a seven? I don't think so. Same, same, same situation as the Jets game, but this team's can actually play. No offense to the Jets fans. This that's hard. That's hard to go to the seven. I don't think so. And then I I've seen so many five and a halves these three days. I, I don't think mm-hmm. so. But if it does, I mean, you got to. I'll go more. But I already played. I already played Arizona. Plus six. All right. Let's round it out with the last team, the Green Bay Packers, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL until Lamar gets his contract at playing number 16th, 16 to one Minnesota to win this, win it all. And again, uh, what's the number on that? I'm sorry. I don't have the screen in front of me. One and a half Packers by one and a half and 47. So isn't that kind of suspect you have uh, again, I still think the majority of the public's going to bet Green Bay. I think it's wishful thinking that yeah. you get Minnesota. I, I, think, right? I, think, I think, yeah, I think the sharp guys and the public are going to take Green Bay. That's that one's going to three. You'll see. So you'll do see think it's going to go to three? Yeah, I think oh. so. Okay. I feel like a square on that one, but that's the Packers are far superior. Like you said, they're one of the top few favorites. And you basically get a pick them almost. So yeah, this is a, this is this is a square spot for me. This is a spot for me to be a square. <laughs> and it's probably the only time I'll take them all year. <laughs> Got it. Well, now let's revert back to college. You have number one ranked Alabama opened up at sixteen and a half and is now almost at twenty one. It's a twenty and a half. Again, what this is, you know, this is the first what I call full card of, of NCAA, even though we had NCAA started already, you know, just to run through these games, you have Alabama, number one ranked Alabama laying 20 and a half playing Texas. You have Ohio state number three ranked playing uh, Arkansas state with some overbloated 44 and a half point number. And again, I want to hit the big, I want to hit that game in a second because it's interesting from psychology, do people just automatically take the points in the, is it a rare situation, Dave, that when it's so such a huge number that the public actually isn't on the favorite side, or do you think the public will still lay the 44 and a half 45 with Ohio state? Well, they, Oh, you're ta- oh, in the Ohio state game. Right. Uh, it's like, really don't hard people just say, well, you know, I'll get 45 well, points and pray that they cover. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 that's how, that's how, to me, that's how, you should think, but guys, guys lay 43, 44, and then get the 60 point win. <laughs> so I don't call it just so different, but yeah. And then, and then it, it's kind of funny to say, well, hopefully I get the key number 45, but 
six right. touchdowns and a field goal is, is, is definitely a likely scenario there, the 45-point win. So, you know, right. 45 and a half, can I get that? So you're really, you're really still trying to get every half point. But, yeah, I mean, Arkansas State, they are just – they're awful. I don't know. They're terrible. Well, the question is in these in these big spread games, does does the team care in the third quarter and fourth quarter? You know, the, well, the, yeah. the issue that, that I've always – Well, that's factored in. Otherwise, it would be like 52. So the funny thing Got is that's it. already factored in. Yeah, that's already factored in, and it's still this high. Because they 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 know they know the team's gonna let up or just run the ball more in the second half. That's why the first half it's twenty eight there, and then in the in the second half it's sixteen and a half. Because they're going okay, uh, they're, they're most likely gonna be up somewhere between yeah around twenty five to thirty two, and then they're gonna they're gonna let up. So <clears throat> interesting. And with for sure. with a team like. Do you think do you think that Alabama and Notre Dame number one and number eight two separate games um, they just happen to both have floated up to twenty and a half? Do you think these cross twenty one, or do you think they'll kind of stay where they're at? I don't think the Alabama one will. They did win fifty five zero, but I mean, just it, it, Texas is still just a major a major school. I, I don't think that one will. I mean, it's a, it's a guessing game, though. I mean, if we knew which way the Lions would go, we would just make a massive bet now and, and go for the middle later. The other one, probably, if I had to guess. Notre Dame yeah. against Marshall, yeah. I think I think, I think think that one will go through. I think that one can go through 21 and a half at post. Okay, so. I mean, so I can see the local apps, definitely. I don't think the Alabama one, though. Okay, well, let me ask, and I'll ask Mike or you, what do you make, and this is what has always confused me as a acting, putting on my square hat, not acting like I'm not in the business. If I'm sitting at home and I see number-ranked, 17th-ranked Pittsburgh in the top 25 standings playing number 24th-ranked Tennessee in the, stop, in the top 25 standings, don't I automatically say to myself, oh, I can get the better-ranked team plus six-and-a-half? So that always, to me, throws up a wrench in their. No, I don't think it's square because because that, that those, those are kind of those that that's a number. You're looking at that and you're going, how can that be? But I think a lot of times it comes down to just basically the betters and the the lines makers don't really trust those numbers, or a combination of that to like some type of matchup edge that Tennessee has there. There's really, there's really no other explanation for it than 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 those two to me, or or some type of injury, obviously, which I don't think there is in that game. Let me see, some type of major injury. But yeah, it it, it is kind of, it's weird when you see that. I agree with you. You you do kind of yeah, and I just one side or pass. Yeah, I, I understand. In my earlier career uh, of not being a, a sharp, you could call it my normal. You know, being 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. I would like literally mm-hmm. see this this the lower ranked team getting points, and I would just bet them, and I would just think, well, I'm getting the better ranked team, and then I'd watch them get blown out and go, oh, they obviously knew something. <laughs> Randy, Rand, my friend Randy really likes that strategy to just take, to take the the higher ranked team and then take it at post if it always get if it, if the line gets better, and he has this whole formula and he does all right with it, but. 
Um, yeah, I know. You, you look at that and you go, man, can I get a seven, seven and a half? I'm all over it. I agree. I mean, it's weird. Exactly. It's always weird when you see that. And I, and I think most people, most people look at that and, and, and are kind of like, even your average person, yeah, is, is, it has that mentality. So, so it's a strange right. spot. And, and then when you, when you see steam play and it goes to seven and a half, you're going, geez, really? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you, you, you. Well, you, right. And then let me ask you on the West Coast games because we're we're in Baltimore. You're in mid mid Midwest, and then uh, we have mm-hmm. the Vegas time clock. Obviously, people come running in. The handles increase in the evening, four thirty Las Vegas time. Obviously, people chasing after they've had all their fireworks in the early part of the day. And then I look at this USC team, which is the last game we'll cover. Tenth ranked. Minus eight, already crossing the key number, and in my mind, I'm going to go. Okay, if every if everybody's losing on what you know these upset, the, what I call upset alerts on national television that you and I don't buy into, but the world will. Um, people just audibly auto bet the favorite. Oh well, USC sees what's going on there. Yeah. And for me, I'm 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 sitting there looking to take Stanford at plus eight and a half or nine yeah. or ten, maybe. Yeah, yeah, standard. Yeah, this is all standard. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and once again, it could go either way. People are just trying to get even. You could you could argue either way. You could say, well, people are going to take them to try to get even, or people are going to take their profits from the, the the dogs getting slaughtered in the in the morning, the public side's getting slaughtered, and, and, or killing it, and then taking that money and then going, pushing that game. So just just those games in general, the later games, like that, where you see the road favorites, I, I think I think kicking back and waiting till post and, and taking the ones that move a lot, yeah, it's a standard. We always do that stuff. I mean, that's standard in, in anything, I think, and and especially right. football. And, right, and then yeah. and before we move on to what we can offer the clients that are listening, let's talk about that rare situation when almost or all the early set of NFL games fall in one direction. So uh-huh. it's now, you know, four o'clock Eastern standard time and literally every dog is covered. Don't you automatically know that the public is just going to pound the favorites in the second set and you're going to get good numbers at post on the dogs again. Same thing. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's the same thing kind of either way. You could right. argue that. Yeah. It's in, this is, this is, this, and to be able to argue either way, it makes just waiting and, and betting at post the better strategy. Like I know everybody, I know everybody's thinking. Everybody's solid. Like we said earlier, we've already said this. Wants to take Dallas in the under, and it's just a spot where you go, God, I just gotta wait here. You know, no matter, I can't fire this early. I want to wait. Right. So, um, real quick, yeah. I got a, I got a, I got a question that came in on my, um, on my phone from a client. Um, <clears throat> And I and and um, let's let's see if you can answer the question. He said, um, "I personally would like to know from David Miller while he's on the radio, how much of an edge percentage would you give up to bet the higher limits? For example, if a play has a six percent edge, but the limit is three k, but you can bet the same play at a three percent edge, but you can bet ten k. At what point do you take a worse price to be able to bet more? I would love to hear the answer from Dave live on the air." Well, yeah, it's a good question. 
three. So, so it comes down to your overall EV of dollars, unless you unless you're factoring in. And it also comes down to to your variance. So for three thousand at six percent, you're making a hundred and you're making a hundred and eighty in expected value. Stop me if my math is ever wrong. Six um, percent of three thousand is one eighty, and then the other one was what three percent of ten thousand. Ten thousand, correct. So your EV there is three hundred. So you'd rather have you'd rather have. Assuming you have deep pockets, you'd rather have the three percent of ten thousand because that's three hundred. Now there's other factors too, like do, do you want to make smaller bets for less attention, etc. But you always go with the by default the more dollars. Now if your bankroll is only like a hundred, two hundred thousand, anything less than seven or eight hundred thousand. You almost have to look at the risk too of the ten thousand dollar bet because your bets have to fall in the unit structure. So if you have two million, that that's half a percent of your bankroll. Then it's not even then it's not even a question which one's better. You you definitely do the ten thousand at at three percent. If your bankroll is a hundred thousand, you don't want to put ten percent on one play. So right, and so just just to just to interrupt you for the listeners that might be shaking their head when Dave said only one hundred to two hundred thousand, we all understand the value of money, and that's a lot of money. He's just making a point from a professional level. We don't want to come across as mm-hmm. cocky. Only one hundred two. That we're just basically making the point that yeah. you got to look at the percentage yeah, yeah. risk of the overall bankroll. Not, and yeah. it, it could even be the same if you had a ten thousand dollar bankroll. Yeah. And then, and then it would be or that would, well, that would be a weird spot too if you did have a ten thousand dollar bankroll, and you identified a six percent edge that you could go that much money on. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to go three. You're not supposed to go thirty percent on any play, especially at a six percent exactly. edge. But, exactly. But but though, if you have a ten thousand dollar bankroll. And let's say somehow you found like a 30 or a 40 percent edge, which would be crazy. But I saw that last week <laughs> a few times. 30 percent edge. Uh, you would almost have to just go for it there. But and then the other factor is: Are you really looking at these perceived edges? So there's some there's some degree of human error. Um, Perfect. And you just you just you just segued into the last 10 12 minutes of the show. Mike, he just said, how would you perceive those percentages? Let's let's talk about the mentorship, and that's how you actually learn. You don't learn. Yeah. We teach you how to fish. We don't give you the fish versus the telegram where we're giving you the fish. So, Mike, why don't you elaborate, since you're the one on the calls with Dave on the mentorship, what they get when they get on these Zoom calls. So we get a lot of requests for mentorship, and I think the people – don't quite know exactly what they're getting themselves into. That's why when I have a consultation with a client, the objective is to find out if he's capable of learning it is a third of the process, right? You understand it, you learn it, fine. But how are you going to be able to utilize it? Do you have enough opportunities and enough apps to be able to shop the number, one? Do you have the time that you're not committed to a full-time career, three kids at home, a social yeah, life, right. and then you want to do this on the side. 
all of these factors. And then on top of it, do you have the liquidity? Do you have the right amount financed of a bankroll where you could actually make a living out of it? You're not just going to start with, you know, 500 bucks in your, you know, one of account and you're going to grow it to a million. It's not how this works. So if all those, if they pass the checkpoints of what I just discussed, then yeah, I would, I would suggest that they would be capable of joining the mentorship. And every guy that we have went over and did the one-on-one Zooms with Dave, myself, and Micah have been successful. Some have what they do after the mentorship is we record it for you so you're able to review the, the notes by watching it over again because it is a lot of information. Then what you do is you send us your examples after you do it yourself and what you're seeing on the board and how you're coming to your conclusions. And then we Paper give trading, you if you will. Feedback. Exactly. But, and then what happens yeah. is people do make mistakes. It's happened before. I'm glad that those people, they're not cocky. They come back to us. We fix those mistakes. And then they're able to produce at a higher optimal rate going forward. Obviously, I'm sure Dave, and I'm just assuming you probably made a lot of mistakes in your early years and you fixed them. You know, you probably, you had a coach, a mentor that you've discussed in the past that showed you how to do this and you fixed them. So what I say to clients is if you get the mentorship, you automatically get the telegram for free because what we want you to do is while you're learning, you're just basically we're, we're helping you make instant financial returns without you having to learn the entire EV model of the mentorship. So that way a client is already set up for success, even though he's going to put in the time to learn, he also gets Telegram. Now for the other clients that don't have the bandwidth to sit there for eight hours on a Saturday, if not more, and monitor numbers on the screens and find out the value themselves and have a full-time job that they don't want to quit, they have a family that they want to be present for. That's where we give you access to Telegram. On Telegram, the reason why it's so efficient is because everything is time sensitive. When Dave, literally within seconds, I would be surprised if it even 30 seconds went by before Dave lets us know what game he wants and what number he wants. We instantly put it on Telegram so the clients have an opportunity to get it in at the exact same price because we're so focused on the price that if the price moves, like we had a client yesterday, for example, Dave, joined Telegram, a couple of those numbers are gone. He, he can't get those numbers anymore that you put out. He's just going to have to pass on the games because he truly understands. You know, he may be putting in 15, 18 selections on a Saturday at very low percentages of his bankroll, but for him to miss a couple games, it's not – it's not like the old school philosophy of this game can't lose or, you know, the old school handicapping marketing, which is the complete other side of the spectrum of what we do. So I'm just grateful that we have a product that is set. It sets people up for success, whether it's telegram and they're just following your alerts and they're following your market edges and they're getting access early in the week and at post and everything in between where I give them a lot of money management, critique, advice, guidance, coaching, and then if somebody wants to take it to the next level, which 
obviously is going to require a lot more time and a lot more dedication. We can get you on a one-on-one call with Dave in which we could actually teach you how to do it yourself. So I hope that most clients that are listening to the show understand that there is a way for them to be successful because up to this point, I've never had, very rarely do I get clients to call here and say, I am winning a lot. I just need help more to win more. It's just not the case. It's always, I don't know, I have good weeks and bad weeks. Nobody wants to talk about numbers, Dave. They just say good and bad. And I know when a guy calls me and goes, you know what, my plus minus for the year is this. I feel like I'm not able to make any headway. I need coaching. Those are are the guys that usually are set up for success. We put them in the right model. They execute, and that's the guy that I've had as a client for three, four years now, that literally every season just get it. So I'm excited for football. I'm excited for the opportunities at hand. There's so many cool options that we could place you into. Um, if you're interested, there is. if you go to David's Instagram page, at Vegas Ringers, you could actually, there's a website that says betlikedave.com, and you could sign up for the course that is going to fit you most based on the description that I gave. And then I'll either talk to you myself or Micah will handle the other opportunities on there. So for all those listening, it's the beginning of the season. Don't jump in mid-season. Come on board early in the season so you get the entire volume sample size of what's going to be another fantastic college and NFL season. Hope I covered it all. So let's let, let's break down. Let's give them – we got four minutes before the music starts, four or five minutes. Let's talk about some free selections at current numbers, not old numbers that we can't use anymore. So, Dave, for all everybody knows, put out Miami as a free selection <laughs> On Instagram, that number is gone. So let's talk about the – let's everybody give a fresh number as of Wednesday at almost 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. They could actually play it today. I'll let you guys go with your free selections, and then I'll end it. I'm going to take the Cardinals. 472 Cardinals plus 6. You're not going to wait for 7? You know what? No, there's no 7 coming there. Cardinals plus 6. Well, I mean, nothing's guaranteed, but I would just go more. That's how I would handle it. That's crazy right. if it goes to seven. I actually, I'm going to go with the under in the Thursday night game. If you could get 53 anywhere, it's a sharp line. Yeah, I don't know if it's available at the moment. If it in case does go to that number, that's where it was actually placed by me and all my clients know this two days ago. So if you could get that line anywhere, you have a you have a good selection for Thursday night. If you can't get that line, just because I said take the under does not mean you pick your own number. If you don't get fifty three, you're not playing it at minus one ten. I saw I saw. Well, you're yeah. I mean, if you say under fifty three, though, that's already fifty two. But you're just saying like you're you're saying okay, this should go to fifty three tomorrow. If it does, fired at that. No, I'm saying as just reviewing the selection that I already put out to clients. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That I put yeah. it out two days ago. Um, no, that's with the under. That's 53. a really. That's a sharp. That's a sharp, and that's kind of the same thing as the Tampa Dallas. I've seen I've seen a 51 a couple times, and then I was thinking, man, this is this is just a Thursday night game on its own. The first game. Just wait here, but I can't fault anyone who goes under fifty-two because that's 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 a good one too. Well, so yeah, I like I'm going to tell you, 
We know Mike is going to be at the Jets game, and I'm going to give out my complimentary selection. Your brother will be very happy. I'm going to take him now. I hope I can get a seven and add more Seattle plus the six and a half. Monday night football. Yeah. You will be attending with your brother, I believe. Yeah, it, yeah, we're going. It seems that seems that seems like a standard home dog spot. These are all standard spots we just picked, I think. So yeah, if people fire them all now. I, I don't think you can really go wrong. But but I now I let me ask like, you: since you are going to the game, do you think we can get a seven, or am I being hopeful? No, I mean it, that's a that's a Monday night football game. I mean, yeah. I do. And and then this all three of these spots we just picked are, are just standard spots. But they could they could the public is gonna go against all three of our selections and and so this is where it gets it's frustrating if I go under fifty two right now, fifty two and a half and we're staring at fifty three and a half tomorrow. It's frustrating if we take plus six and a half and it's plus seven even and then the the chief spot or the cardinal spot too you're just going, oh, that could go to seven, and I know that it's it's tricky. So, but I think I think if you do like all all these plays and the ones like it, and you bet early for whatever reason, I think you always have to add to the position if it gets better, right? And you know that which goes back to that money management aspect, right? Yeah, you're you not going go all full boat in play. on those three. You have to go more and and ones like it. But yeah, I like all, I like all of that. Do you have good here. seats at the Seattle game, Dave? I haven't bought them, but I'm going to buy good seats, yeah. That's on my to-do list the last today. Moment. Uh, I know, that's on, that's on my to-do list today. You, you reminded me, but I was waking up going, okay, I'm going to do that today. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'll send photos. That's great. So, and again, um, I got to tell you, I see some little – I see the what lines do I see going up before they hit the music? I see, you know, the Colts. I see the, the, Jets. the Jets. The Jets. The Jets. Nobody. 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 I bet you the ticket count there is zero tickets nationwide on the Jets, unless you're a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's just this is where the insanity. You're right. The insanity. Mike, have you entered? You got your fantasy ready for this week? I had a draft last night. I have my final draft this evening, and I'm all ready to go. People keep asking me for fantasy picks. Can I just give them your number? I mean, yeah. 100%. Tell you. I don't know what, anything about that. Even it, though I did it, do honestly, good, no, times I tried for the it. simple reason that individualized value when you're picking a fantasy lineup, it takes so much more than just the game. Every lineup, every, every contest is different how you want to approach it. And to optimize your lineup for daily fantasy is much different than what I do, which is season-long fantasy, which is completely different than DFS, which is every day you're throwing in a new lineup. And on that note, guys, throw my way. Throw my way. I'll educate them. Good day and good luck. Have a good one, guys. See ya.